ora. It's October 18 and this is On The Campaign, a podcast wrapping all the big stories from the election 2023 campaign trail. I'm Hamish Fletcher and I'll be your host for this episode. We're a few days on from the election, but we're still yet to see much change or any change at all. That's because we've now entered at least three weeks of negotiations between National, ACT and likely NZ First. Those negotiations are likely to go on until at least November 3 when the special votes are announced. But don't expect many updates to come from incoming Prime Minister Christopher Luxon, who told media he is not impressed with how former negotiations have gone. Just the blow-by-blow, blow, uh, doing you know, doing it through the media. I, I, and I appreciate there'll be lots of reckons, there'll be lots of people interviewing typewriters, there'll be lots of people with comment, but actually uh, the two... the, the parties have the media's role that, in democracy? Yeah, I do, I is do. That so, so, blow by yeah. blow, is that blow-by-blow, blow, you saying from major parties as well, or are you talking about the likes of New Zealand First, the Greens, the more minor parties? No, I'm talking about blow, just blow, in blow. general. So that, you're having a crack then at Bill English in 2017? I, I, no, I'm just... No, it's not, I'm not having a crack at anybody. I'm just saying to you, I, I'm wanting to do it in a different way. I've done a lot of negotiations. The way I deal with things, I want to build chemistry and relationship first and foremost. We've worked through our transactional issues. But are you issues. Effect by saying you've been unimpressed by previous um, negotiations? I want to do saying that you were unimpressed with the way that yes, the English did it. I mean, is that effectively you what you're saying? Can you just answer that question for me, please? Uh, are you unimpressed with how the English did it? I want to do it differently. I was unimpressed with how we've done a series of negotiations in the MMP over a long period of time. It's more important. I'm focused on going forward. I'm going to do it my way. So unless we hear any leaks from inside Luxon's own caucus or from ACT or NZ First, things are set to be radio silent. Speaking of radio silence, here's how NZ First leader Winston Peters greeted media when he arrived in Wellington for the first time earlier today. Mr Peters, welcome back. We've just got in Chris Luxon yet. Mr. Peters, how long do you intend to be in Wellington for this trip? What's the most pressing issue for you in the next government? Just to change the New Zealand uh, safety demo. Is there anything you'd like to say, Mr. Peters? Mr. Peters, is it Anything at all? Would you like to? Would you allow a referendum on treaty? You are ready. Keep up the goal. Sorry, mate. All right. What's the reason for uh, keeping a bit silent today, Mr. Peters? Is there a reason for it? You must be happy to be back in Wellington. I'm sure Luxon will be hoping Peters remains this way during the next few weeks. When it comes to the other side of the House, Labour, which is still technically in government until National is able to form theirs, is not seen much change yet either. While former leader Andrew Little has said he will quit politics and give up his spot on the list to someone else, current leader Chris Hipkins is staying on for now and will continue as the MP for Remutaka for the next three years. He said a decision on what's next for Labour will be some time away. You know, the caucus will take some time to digest the election result, will take some time to, uh, you know, reflect on the future and um, identify how we can be the best and most formidable opposition that we can be. I think everybody is absolutely resolved to do that. Uh, you've seen some real team spirit and collective uh, purpose from our team over the last six years, and you'll continue to see that as we transition into opposition. I indicated on Saturday um, that uh, I was certainly not going to rush any decisions, uh, and I don't expect the caucus to rush any decisions on the future either. I think we do need to take some time to make sure we reflect properly on the election result. Bearing in mind, too, that we don't actually have the caucus confirmed for who, the, who our MPs for the next term are going to be. So there are some formalities that we do as a team that we can't actually do until we get a final election result. 
So once again, those special votes rear their head. It seems our whole government is just having to hold its breath until those votes are counted. For more on those special votes and their importance, here's New Zealand Herald Head of Data, Chris Knox, for his insight on what the numbers say. So the Electoral Commission has estimated that we're waiting for 567,000 special votes and their estimates in previous elections are usually right within, you know, 10 or 20,000 votes, so a little bit over half a million. So typically, well, certainly the last two elections, those special votes have swung pretty strongly left. And so uh, in the last two elections, nationals, actually, once special votes have been counted, their seat allocation has dropped by two compared to the election night count. Basically, every MMP election, they've lost at least one seat. I've actually kind of had a look to see what would happen if the 2017 kind of difference between election night and the final vote count was applied and uh, the sort of national enact between them would drop three seats. So they definitely need New Zealand first. Uh, and if we applied the same sort of shift that we saw on, in 2020, the national enact would drop by two seats. So either way... If prior behaviour carries through, then New Zealand First will definitely be needed to form for national and act to form a government. In terms of the electorate seats, it's not overly unusual for some of them to be very close. I think what's caught people by surprise or been surprising a little bit this election is that some of those seats, uh, in particular in Auckland, are seats that previously had been regarded as as Labour strongholds. Um, so there's always one or two seats, you know, or, or even half a dozen seats where like that down to the wire. So so once the um, final vote cut comes out on November the 3rd, there's some time period where candidates get to ask for a recount. Often you'll get a seat that's like, in the final count, there's only like six votes in it. <laughs> and in which case, they might, you know, if you're a candidate, you might as well ask for a recount because you never know. <laughs> and so whereas obviously if, if there's a thousand in it, there's no point asking for a recount. It's unusual this time because, you know, for example, the to have the seat that was held by the former Prime Minister, uh, you know, with sort of 25,000 vote margin, suddenly going down to 100, that's unusual. So looking at how many seats we'll have in Parliament, we're definitely going to have an extra seat because of Port Waikato, so that brings us to 121 anyway. I reckon that uh, Titai Tokara could flip on specials, so that would give it give to Party Māori a two seat overhang. I don't think the counting of the specials is going to change the size of their overhang. We definitely have 121 seat Parliament, and it could could be as high as 123. Um, although, even though that obviously supports the left bloc with Party Māori kind of being closely aligned with Labour and Greens at the moment, it it's not enough. It, it, the the outcome after specials, I think. I would be extremely shocked if the outcome after specials is anything other than National Enact needing New Zealand First to form a government. So one fun fact about this this election is just how similar election night in 2023 was to election night in 2017. So I've looked at the combined National Act vote and the combined Labour um, Green vote to sort of get a left left block, right block vote, and there's actually only about a 60,000, so 60,000 more people voted right than they did in 2017 from the election night count, uh, and about 60,000 fewer people voted for the, the left block. Thanks to Chris for his analysis. Make sure you have November 3 marked in your calendar to find out who the real winners of the election are. That's been it for this episode of On the Campaign, and for this run of the podcast from Friday 
Thomas Coughlin will be back with On The Tiles for your weekly wrap of politics news and opinion. But you'll hear from us again when those special votes are counted. You can follow this podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. For more reaction to election 2023, head to nzherald.co.nz. I'm Hamish Fletcher, and from myself and Georgina, thank you so much for listening.